What is going on, guys? And welcome to episode 19 of the Listen Whilst You Step podcast. Today, I'm joined by two very special guests. We have Ryan and Ellie Hodgson on the show. I went on their podcast oh, probably a few months ago now, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. That's disappeared. That's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're two guys that I've looked up to in the industry. Being in Jersey, they were the kind of they were the real deal. You had Fit Body Bootcamp and things like that, and lots of things that have come after that. So I won't kind of give you guys too much of an intro. I'll let you intro yourself. Do you want to give the guys a kind of heads up who you are, what you do, and uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank, thanks for the kind words. Yeah, really appreciate you. that. I think um, Ellie and I we're, we're obviously business coaches. We've got two kids. We've got um, a, basically well, our life, and husband and wife. <laughs> we're, we're just best friends, and like we're, we're running a business, coaching people online. We have a boot camp as well, and we've recently um, launched a health club as well, which will open when restrictions ease as well. So we just love helping people with lifestyle. Um, you know, we want to be lifestyle coaches as opposed to specific fitness. Yeah, and I think like for us. We wanted to provide a service where we could say to our clients, we get it. We get, you know, your struggles, your lifestyle, that balance sometimes whether it's work and family life, you know, we want it to be able to be relatable too. And I think that's something that's really important to us. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent is uh, le- leading from, leading from the front and leading by example. That's I would say it, like, yeah. I would, I would never make my clients do anything that I wouldn't do or haven't done. Yeah. Yes. There are, there's definitely a lot of coaches out there that don't do that. Yeah, we have like these two rules in it. One of them is exactly what you just said there. We wouldn't get our clients to do something we wouldn't do. And then the other one is we wouldn't get our, our clients to do something that we wouldn't let our kids Children. do in years to come. You know, I think at the moment in the in the industry, there's a lot of things out there where people are being led a little bit astray. And we always think if, if we wouldn't let our girls do it when they're a little bit older, we won't be preaching it. <laughs> And that they'll be taking over the, the business soon, I think, by the Definitely, it. yeah. <laughs> love it, yeah. Love it. That kind of leads me on to the kind of topic I wanted to talk about today. And obviously you guys have got two kids, you've got a cool dog, you run your own business. I know you've both competed in bodybuilding shows in the past and things like that. How do you do it? How do you manage to fit everything in? Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Ta-da. I think, I think for, for us is one of the biggest things that we've been away at various seminars. We've been and met with some of the world's top fitness professionals. And the biggest thing what we found they always had was a good morning routine to set themselves up from the very start. So for I would say that that would be the main thing that we would start with is for people that always say have that story that they're busy, they're too busy, they don't have time would be, you need to set yourself a good morning routine. Routine is the most important factor from the very get-go. And I think as well, like when it comes to like our goals, where even if they're short-term or if they're long-term, there's always been like a purpose behind them. And that reason was always like a long-term feel-good factor. So it was always like health and happiness. And for us, it's always, we've always said to ourselves, it's got to fit our lifestyle. Because like you said, we have kids, we've got our work. So we have our priorities and those priorities can't be sacrificed. And so no matter what we do, we say, okay, well, how can we fit it into our lifestyle? How can we make sure that we're not compromising our health and how we're not compromising our happiness as well? So. It sounds mad, but we keep it simple and basic, really. <laughs> that's that's the trick of the trade, isn't it? Keep it as simple as, simple as you possibly can. Yeah, I, I think we hear a lot is like, I want to lose weight, but... And I think that's where it goes wrong, where people have a but and they try to justify why they're not working towards it. And often it comes down to recognising and connecting, like Ellie said, with that why a little bit deeper and that's where like for us our why everything we do tends to fall to our two girls so it's like well why are we why are we trying to grow this business based on passion well it's why 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 we'll end up with us wanting to show our girls that they can live and have a job what they enjoy 
you know, that's our why for that. When it comes to our body, it's we want to show our girls that they can have a busy lifestyle. They can be running around yeah, having sacrifice. a successful business, but keep in shape. Yeah, hundred percent. That's huge. And I think it's it's such an important thing to get crystal clear on that. Why people? So many people go, oh yeah, I want to lose a bit of body fat. Why? I want to be more confident. It's so easy to say. The, yeah. the the magical question I ask everyone: I go, what's confidence to you? Yes, love that. Because what what you guys think confidence is, and what I think confidence is, and what the next person think confidence is, it's a completely different thing. Some people yeah. it's very internal. Some people it's very external. But if you yeah. can get clear on that, then that why gets us stronger and it just gets you to kind of dig that little bit of a layer, layer below. Um, but Ellie, you mentioned kind of setting kind of, it sounds like you kind of guys set some real like non-negotiables. What are some of the non-negotiables that you guys set to help you kind of be nice and productive and get things done? So family meals is a big thing for us. Um, so our non-negotiable is that we're always going to sit down and have that family meal. And that's one thing that we find with our clients is they think they can't have a family meal. So we say, sit down with your family and that it doesn't like you can still sit down and enjoy your family meal. You can all eat the same meal. It doesn't mean that you are not working towards your goals. So that's one thing for us. We sit down together, we talk, we try and switch off. That's like a huge one for us. Another one is for me that I'm active during the day, not only just from a physical point of view, but my non-negotiable is that I'm doing it because it helps me mentally as well. Because I know, especially right now, I, I can't go to the gym. So for me, activity levels are something that, keeps me going, keeps me passionate, it keeps my mind focused on what I want as well. So it gives me that clarity. So they're, they're different at the top. Yeah, the other, the other non-negotiable is hydration. I think so many people neglect looking at their hydration levels. Obviously, it's going to benefit them. From a performance as well, you know, we've got a society now where a lot of people are working from home. They're, they're missing general queue times where they would be drinking. They're just sat, sat in their kitchen working all day it's easy to then just be fine they're picking on food without thinking actually am i just thirsty or can i break that habit by increasing my water intake and you know we've done water challenge of our clients and the, the the difference they felt just by drinking what what they should be drinking anyway we're like this is not like a magic thing it's like hydration makes a huge difference to how you're going to feel so i think hydration is obviously a big one we we try to hit three liters a day as a, as a minimum um and that's another one another one is journaling um huge fans of doing that in the morning so even though our girls and we you know we get a lot of parents say, i can't do it in the morning my kids wake up early if our kids wake up early we get them distracted for 10 minutes and i don't okay, feel bad saying it now and we'll go back and journal because that helps us take control of our day we align ourselves with our goals we then recognize what are three things that we want to do today that we'll call a successful day and they might be related to our work they might be related to kids. our body or the kids yeah massive I think uh, the journaling is a super interesting one. Is I always think if you look and look after you first, you're in a better position to look after others. 100%. And that's, that's where I think people go wrong is they think, oh, I've got to look after everyone, got to look after everyone, got to look after everyone. Yeah. If your, say, body's not 100%. So let's just take someone's exams, for example. Like, I've got to go all in on doing my exams. Um, I can't do anything else. Right, yeah, but you're now neglecting your body. That's only performing at 70%. You're neglecting your like mental health. That's only performing at 70%. You can't give 100% if those two are at 70%. That's yeah it. and that's yeah. what people don't realize it's like it's like you know with work as well right now people they're working performance they haven't got their balance you know if they're working from home it's like that work-life balance is gone so we're like to them look you need to get these productivity breaks into your day go for what go from the block i can't i can't I can't well you can't be productive that 12 hours a day you know at your laptop because your brain needs a break your body needs a break you need to feel really good as well and if you're neglecting the activity side you're internally you're not going to feel good yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you guys do you guys know Joe Parrish? 
No. no. So I, I just started working with Joe Parrish. He's coaching me and he, he names himself the coach's coach. And his whole thing is body, business, brain, and balance. Very catchy. Um, but he's like, people say they'll go in on one of those and neglect the other three. So it's if you can have balance in all those there, and then you can relate it to kind of more everyday people who don't necessarily have their abilities. You go physique, performance, personal, professional. No. Or P's yeah. and so it's similar to we, we use four B's, but our, our, we don't use balance. It's always besties. That's funny. It's like interesting. I never heard anyone, but yeah, I do think it's important for us is a lot, having goals in all four areas. And sometimes, yes, you may push on a little bit more with, like you said, their professional exams, but that doesn't mean you should be neglecting your loved ones who are around you. Or like, it's the same when you're dieting, you know, we've done bodybuilding and it's a very selfish sport. And we saw the negative impact it had on our besties, which, you know, which they're there through everything. So it's important to recognize that we set them. It's also last year, we pushed hard with work that we neglected our relationship, you know, like we just became besties and like, <laughs> you know, and it was important for us to try this year is more about trying to make that, that connection to to be husband and wife again you know date so nights even if it's at home <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's your other non-negotiable that's um, it exactly absolutely i think it's about un people understanding that it's push and pull not yes and no yes yeah exactly you can you can have it all it's just you know finding that balance and it's also asking yourself coming back to what is it that you really want and understanding that yeah if you can't if you can't get clear on that then you can't put a plan in place to get there yeah. yeah, it's like we do get a lot of the time people think we work all the time because our clients get response and stuff. But the big thing for us is it's like we have little bursts. So it's like we do an hour or two in the morning before everyone's woken up. Then we have another mid morning. Then we have another mid afternoon. So it's we're breaking things up. I think people we see it a lot with like you go back to your studying example. People think they can study for eight hours. They're not taking nothing in after about two hours at the very most, even less. So it's like very much work hard, but short and then focus on something else. So you can still make those progresses. So it might be actually, I'm going to go and make sure I'm getting a, a good meal in that I'd said I didn't have time to prepare. But actually, if I study a little bit more productively, I then have time to, to do that. The same as like, oh, I can do a workout, short hip workout. I'll be more productive from doing it. Yeah, it's something I've been doing recently and it's been absolutely game changing is I work 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off. And it's been absolutely game changing. I, I can get the same amount of work done, maybe even a bit more in the same time. But all of my work is to a better quality. I'm not mentally like beating my head against the wall. Like if I tried to do four hours straight, for example, yeah. Yeah. it's been absolutely game changing. And in the mornings, I can probably do like a 90 minute block because I'm really fresh. Yeah. Then you notice as you go through the day, if you bite size those chunks down, it's yeah. an absolute game. Uh, I think what you've said there as well is awareness is key. A mm. lot of us are like, uh, I don't like to use the term too much as busy fools. You know, we think we're, because we're busy, we think we're productive. When actually, if you take a step back and be like, well, what have I actually achieved in the last hour? So it's like when we, we just released a book last month and that, or the start of this month. And when we were trying to proofread it again, finally, for the last time after we proofread about five times, you get fatigue, you know, yeah. you get decision fatigue. And if you're constantly trying to focus on that one thing, your level of quality is always going to dip. Comes and down. it's the same in everything, you know, it's the same with your workouts. Like, you know, we see a lot of people trying to hammer more, thinking more is better. It's actually quality, but less is going to be better. Yeah, have the recovery. 100%. That willpower is a muscle. Protect it, man. Yes, I've seen your videos about that, actually, yeah. <laughs> so simple, but it kind of hits yeah. home with people. It's always about putting things in, like, simple terms for people, isn't it? Um, yeah. Fine, you mentioned your morning routine. Paint a picture for me, mate. What does your morning routine look like, then? So alarm goes off. Alarm is away from my bed, so I make sure I'm getting up to switch the alarm off if... Um, I feel like hitting snooze. I think a lot of people waste time by snoozing. The quality of sleep isn't going to be there anyway. Um, get down. The first thing I do is kettle on, 
pint of water and I sit down with my journal. I look over my achievements from yesterday and I give myself a little bit of a, a proverbial pat on the back to get myself in a place of actually sense of achievement. And then I look at gratitude first thing in the morning and things that I have to be grateful for. Because I think a lot of the time it's easy for days to drift by and not recognize actually, you know what? I've got to, like so many fucking things to be grateful for in this world right now. And I think everybody has if they look hard enough. At the moment, we're a very consumed society and it's consumption through negative things a lot of the time. We're worrying about covered death rates. We're worrying about transmission rates and they're important, but we can lose touch of how much we have to be grateful for. So I do that. Then I'll write out my goals for the day. I like to set three simple ones that I know I have to focus to get them done, but they're realistic so that at the end of the day, I can tick those things off and I have that sense of sort of achievement. Actually, do you know what? I've achieved something today. And then I might, if I've got other little things that I want to try and push hard to do, I'll put them in, but I'm not going to beat myself up about them because I'm a big believer that we need to feel positive about what we're doing as opposed to to-do lists are great, but to-do lists are never ending. This isn't a to-do list. This is a, I must get done today. Otherwise I won't go to sleep. Yeah. It's a priority list. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is with the, when you have a priority list, it's is a priority has always been singular. It's only the last like 20, 30 years, society start to make priorities. You can't have more than one priority. It's either a priority or it isn't. So I think it's important for people to become aware of that. You know, it's like, oh, it's just, it is a priority, but well, it's not a priority if there's a but there. <laughs> and like with the priorities, what I found has been really effective, I started using the last few months is rather than just writing to do list and it's like, get this done, it's I will, I will. And then it's like it's that confirmation and affirmation to yourself. Well, yeah, I'm, I am going to get it done. A lot of people sort of miss that commitment side to things. And sometimes that's how it gets forgotten about. 100%, 100%. So I do, so I'm, I'm very, very similar, but I do mine the night before. So I get all my clients to start their morning routine the night before. I don't know if you guys have read the book Atomic Habits. I've mentioned this about on, the, on when I came on your podcast, I think yeah. he talks about like habit stacking. And um, like, obviously we talk about your willpower being a muscle, the more you use it, it gets tighter. You can take some of the decision-making out, especially when people like, you don't even think about getting up, putting a coffee on, having your pint of water, doing your journaling. But if people are starting this new habit. They've got to like, think hard about that. They're gonna have to drag yeah. themselves. So why not put your glass of water out by your bed? So it's the first thing you see. So all of a sudden you've got the cue of that habit. You've started your morning routine the night before. And then for a lot of people that they're wasting their willpower deciding what they want to do for that day. Whereas if they can decide, because that doesn't take a huge amount of kind of thought process, does it? Actually doing it is what takes the thought process. So if people can do that the night before, then they can wake up with a crystal clear like plan of they know what they're going to do. So I, I, I do mind the night before, but I think that's also because you guys have got kids that in the evenings you'll be spending time with the little ones and things like that. And it's like our kids at the moment ain't going to bed. So we need to <laughs> just chill the fuck out and be like, do you know what? I just like dead, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, our and, and all of our willpower has been to keep us away from the gin since Wednesday. Like we're like, is Wednesday oh. close enough to the weekend for a gin and tonic? <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. But that, yeah, that's been something that's worked really, really well for me is just start think about starting the night before. Um, it yeah. comes back to what you're saying. It's about setting yourself up for success. So many people set themselves up to fail at the moment, man. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, is, it's not that I think that they're not, doing these things that I think that they they're not committing when they do it as well it's like for us we have this conversation with people journey because like 
when we first started heard about journaling i struggled with it because i was like you know i'm a big bodybuilder covered in tattoos it's not cool to write it's not cool to emotionally connect i've got dysgraphia so i, I can't read what i've written if i've read like a day later because my handwriting's terrible so Same here, man. It, it took a lot <laughs> Yeah, it took a lot for me to do it. And it was only when I started to realize I was just trying to write for the sake of writing, but it's now I'm writing with purpose. And it's like, that's where a lot of people say, oh, how do you stay motivated? And it's like, it's not that we're motivated. We're aligned with our goals because everything we're doing has a purpose. Yeah. And I think once people have clarity on their purpose, you're never going to struggle to do what what's required. And we know by simple little things like that, like you said, they're setting your day up to success. You're doing it the night before, we're doing it in the morning but you then don't need to think about it then because all we have to do is follow it. Yeah, there's days where my three things may not happen because something in life's happened, but I know at the end of the day, I can sit there. Did I do the best I could have with the circumstances I was faced upon? If I can say yes, there's no point in stressing about it because that's a negative emotion that yeah. isn't going to be productive for the next day. Mm, absolutely. Um, so like you hear that statement, well, we hear it quite a lot, is I'm just lacking motivation right now, my motivation's gone, my mojo, and then people start looking up quotes, and then they start sharing these quotes, and all of a sudden I find my motivation, and it's like, you didn't lose your motivation, you just perhaps don't know why you want something enough to, to then work for it, because if you wanted it enough, and it was a point where it's going to change your life, anyone would go, do you know what, I'm going to go for it then, I'm going to find a way, and I'm going to go for it. Yeah, have you heard the phrase that everyone goes either away from fear or towards pleasure? No, that, that does no well. I've not heard it. No, so but, yeah. your, goal, your goals, any goal you set, catastrophize it. What's going to happen if you don't do this? Like, yeah. deep, like on a deep level, like make that shit like the worst thing in the world. You don't run your bit, you don't run your business, you don't get up, you don't do that. You're not going to be able to put a roof over your kid's head. And then what's going to happen from that? Yeah. What happens if you do do it? You might be able to set your kids up for life. You're going to inspire them to be able to do this, this, and this, everything like your why. Yeah. All of a sudden, it just paints that clear picture. And you'll yeah. notice there's there's two types of people. People either, most people, about 80% of people, run away from pain. Okay, people like, I don't want to go down to the beach and feel unconfident. Yes, yeah. You'll get, you'll get some people who run towards pleasure. They'll be like, I want to take my top off on the beach and feel like an absolute boss. Yes, no, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. There's different personality traits, isn't it? And often yeah. it's, it's recognizing. I think for us, that's what we found with our clients is different language that people use to try and then help case. them because they're like, Ellie Ellie uses this thing of like the first thought people have in the day. And it's understanding that we need to try and cue those things to be sort of help you serve you as opposed to put you down. Cause you're never gonna be like, you can't, we say you can't be the best mom. You can't be the best dad. If you're treating yourself like shit, you can't, you know, your kids are gonna see that and kids do what they see, not what they what they're told. <laughs> we'll find that out the hard way in a minute <laughs> i think it's like people feel as if like you know certain maybe like negative emotions as if it's like a bad thing and you shouldn't feel this way but that's how you feel and it's important to recognize and become aware of how we how we feel and accept it but then it doesn't just stop there it then becomes a focus it then becomes okay well actually i want to improve how i'm feeling why am i feeling like this way how can i help myself and that's where you take part two and it's often people stop and think I'm stressed. Oh my God, I, I can't believe I'm feeling stressed or whatever reason. And then they just stop there and they don't know how to help themselves. And that's that's the most important factor is listen to yourself. It's okay if you're, not, you're feeling not so good right now because life isn't about rainbows and unicorns. It's it's about finding your way through it. And that's where you then become stronger and you realize, hell yeah, I've done it. Let's go. Let's yes. go. <laughs> Love that. Um, so obviously you set your, like, your non-negotiables and your three tasks you want to do for the day. What's some of your tips to make sure you get that done and it doesn't take you any longer than it might, might need to 
keep it stupid simple first and foremost you know like we everyone wants to complicate things i think we just need to keep them simple uh, rather than trying to stretch yourself make them realistic is a, is a big thing as well we tell each other, and we tell each other so if you can share um your non-negotiables with those who are close to you as your support network they're gonna like help you as well because like ryan will put stuff in my calendar that's to do with him and I, and I do the same to him. So like when it comes to our training, when we could go to the gym, that was both in our calendars when we'd both train. So we knew, okay, well, we're not going to book anything about it because that's important to us. That's our time out. So we ensure that we, we're both supporting one another. It's having, yeah. having that accountability within your non-negotiables. Yeah. Yes. And having like, especially if your non-negotiable is something that right now is, is difficult for you because of routine life, etc. I'd say it's important to make sure that you're, you're committing fully to doing it because it's easy to slip back. And there's going to be a point where we often find like after about three to four weeks where your internal resistance is going to kick in and you're going to want to slip back out of these habits and that, that three or four weeks after that is where the magic starts to happen and you start to get sort of the reward for creating that habit. So I think it's important to be prepared for a little bit of a challenge with your mind to keep you working to create that habit longer term as opposed to giving in very quickly. I think a lot of the time people are very quick to throw in the towel, that's not working or this doesn't work for me when it's actually you were just about to hit that sweet spot where it became a routine. Yeah, it's massive. Have you ever seen the, the meme with the guy with the pickaxe and the diamonds? He like turns yes. around and he's like, oh, that's, li yeah. that's literally people with their fitness journey or literally anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's just about just be ruthless. I think I always say to my clients, become process driven. Don't focus yeah. on that end goal. Focus on the process. Learn to love the process. If you do that, one, you'll stay consistent and two, you will literally get to where you want to. And yeah. it, doesn't, it makes it not so overwhelming as well. Yeah, I actually was just creating a post actually today because with like postnatal mums, it's like I always find like people are just focusing on the end journey, get rid of the mum tongue, get get to my baby weight and stuff like that. And it's really important. Okay, you've got you've got all these key changes yourself. You have to enjoy that process, process of building the foundations, making sure that you know what what's coming to the world. You've got a baby, things like that. Making sure that that process is so important because that's not only going to help support your role as mum, but then you will get there. But you have to. It's, it's important to enjoy that process. Yeah, massively slow down and smell the flowers or whatever the saying is <laughs> yeah another thing is is rest and i don't just mean like just with sleep but mental rest as well like people are exhausted you know we're constantly consumed i think i've been very guilty of it um you know so i think for a long time is we're too consumed and it, i think it's important for people to to get that emotional break from what's going on you know like whether it be going out, like I go out for a walk, Ellie will go out for a walk separately and it gives us that mental break. So it's very much important that you do take that break. You do give yourself it and not have guilt for it. Cause I know it's easy to sit there and think, oh, but I should be doing this for that person. I should be running around doing that. But reality is like, if you haven't got a healthy mind, you're never gonna have a healthy body and you're never gonna have a healthy life. So we need to, we need to sort of start working on giving us that mental clearance. It doesn't have to be walking. It's just something. It might be going sitting down, reading a book in quiet. I don't know what it is for some people, but finding that meditating for some as well, you know, but I think that mental break is, is probably more important than, than the physical training, than the physical of the, the diet. You know, we have to make sure we're having that mental clearance. Yeah, it's, it's learning how to switch off. And this is something that I struggled with in the last couple of months. And I was speaking to Kieran, the, the mindset guy that I've been working with. And one, I set a non-negotiable that phone goes, there's a magical button that has an airplane on it. It means no one can contact you. It's really, really useful. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that goes on at like eight, between eight and nine o'clock, depending on the day. And then I'll do like, a, I call it a brain fart. 
and I will literally just scribble. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm exact same as you, Ryan. I can't. One, I can't spell for shit. And two, if I look at my page, I wouldn't be able to read it. So we call it a brain dump, don't we? Yeah, I've got a brain dump. So, like, if I'm really <laughs> struggling to switch off, I just write two full A4 pages of brain fart. And then by the time I get to the end of the second page, I'm so bored that my brain switched off. <laughs> it's a little tactic, but it can really rework. Really um, yeah, just. Definitely. Just wrapping up, guys, what's three tips that you can give everyone to just absolutely crush it in 2021? No matter what it be, fitness, health, family, business, anything. Three of the top tips. The first one, take it one day at a time. Don't stress about the things that could have ha could happen, should happen, might happen tomorrow. Let's just have a good day today. If you can make today a good day, you can start again and make tomorrow a good day when you're there. Always have a reason for why you're doing something. So why you want to crush 2021 well what what is that end result how is that going to change your life and remember that to yourself every single day write it down every single day it's going to change my life because because that's going to help you with your choices that you make day to day and then the third one i would say is make sure your level of investment is congruent with the level of importance that that goal has on you and when i say investment i mean with time with energy and with money so don't say that something's really important but you're not investing any of those three into it 100%. I freaking love that. Love that, that. Yeah. that was a really good one. Woo. I love that. I love how you didn't even think about it. It's like, Ryan, Ellie, Ryan. So, so, <laughs> so we, instinct. We, I think we just bounced us at each other. We spent too long together now. I'll tell you something funny as well. I was sat in that chair and then just as we were about to go live, because Ellie had been running around the house and stuff like that. And I was like, wait there, we have to sit this side. Well, I can't and deck. We have sides. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. Um, well, guys, you want to just let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find your book and everything like that. Yeah, so if they go on to um, any social media, just find Ellie Hodgson Fitness, Ryan Hodgson Fitness, um, HodgsonHealth.com. Um, we're pretty, pretty responsive. You know, yeah. we respond quite quickly. Yeah, boom. Perfect. Yeah, we don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit, people are always so scared to message coaches, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it is one of those. And I think the thing for what we find as well, we get a lot of messages, mad as it sounds, on a Saturday night when people have had a drink. Um, yeah. then they then like we'll get a lot that they don't reply and it's like when we always say we, we don't judge you know like i like all the crap foods and drink that most people think that personal trainers coaches people shouldn't sure. be having so i think it's important that like conversations like this hopefully shows that we're all human and you know we don't bite <laughs> massively we all love it love a g and a t every now and then eh? That's it. <laughs> um well honestly guys thank you so much for coming on i'll leave all the details in the show notes below and um, guys, if you can share this to your Instagram story, tag me, Simon Johnson Fitness and Brian and Ellie. That'd be absolutely incredible. And catch you in the next episode.